0: welcome to start spreading the news i am daniel martin coming to you from new york city with me from Southbury, connecticut is jake Ojalva. how we doing oj
1: doing well uh i'm starting to get a little sick of spring training i'm ready for the season to start but uh no i'm looking forward to talking some yanks with you guys and and, and hopefully uh you know we'll, we'll continue through the season um and yeah doing well how about you guys
0: I'm doing well, and coming to us from beautiful Los Angeles, California, we have Jacob Gruber. How you doing, Gruber? Coming off the
2: worst USA loss in a long time.
0: Yeah, that was match. that was ugly. Maybe we'll get to the World Baseball Classic They, didn't, the even, the they didn't put up
2: a fight. Pete Alonso needs to be sent to the moon.
0: <laughs> I don't disagree. Really bad, bad showing from Pete Alonso. Thankfully, he's not our first baseman. Um, so first episode of Start Spreading the News. Very exciting, and with. Our first episode, the New York Yankees gave us a wave of injuries to talk about uh, prior to uh, or in the in-between time from the test episode that you guys will never hear and this first episode that we're doing right now. We have seen injuries to Carlos Rodon, Harrison Bader, Tommy Canely and Lou Trevino, all of those are costly in their own way that also stacks up on top of the injuries to Frankie Montas, Ben Rookbet if he's a real person, Luis heel and prospects like Austin Wells and Josh Bro who are both inconveniently catchers, Higgy of course currently at the World Baseball Classic so we're very short on catchers. Um but of those first four injuries of the guys who we knew were on the major league roster, um let's start with Carlos Rodon. Obviously, he was a big signing. He was someone a lot of people were really excited about the bona fide two uh, in the lineup or in the starting rotation. So Gruber, what are your thoughts on this Carlos Rodon injury so far?
2: I think, well, they're saying it's precautionary, right? They're saying he, Carlos Rodon himself was pretty certain that he'd be playing. if It was a postseason game, be playing, even if it was a regular season. So it gives you some, you know, it gives you some assurance that he's not, you know, a weakling and that he's not this guy who's going to just like go to the IL and take his money and just sit on the dugout or in the dugout or from, from, you know, from his like couch, you know, he's not like some Kevin Durant, Nets player. He's going to actually like show up. He's going to, he's going to pitch. So I like, I like what he said. And I don't think he's going to be out too long. I don't look, we're not going to see him pitching on April 1st. That's going to suck or March 31st or whatever their second day of the season is going to be. That's going to really suck, but we're not going to, we're not going to risk him. He, we paid him, hundreds of millions of dollars we're not going to risk this whole injury. I think the Yankees know what they're doing in this regard and it's it's not fun, but it also kind of explains the uh the poor outing too. So, you know, maybe that which is a little, you know, comforting because he did get shelled and we have arms to back him up. I think we do need to sign somebody, which we'll get to later. But we do need we do, we need we need another starter, maybe another maybe two. But that's a story for another time. Uh so yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I definitely hope that everything you said is it comes to fruition. I hope he's not injury prone. I hope he kind of stays off the aisle for the rest of the season, but like, it's just so unfortunate. We were, it was the biggest splash of the off season for the Yankees. Um, I was super excited to see him, you know, start maybe the second game of the season and see how this rotation could kind of come into form with him locking down the number two spot. Um, but like you said, I mean, if if this is all precautionary and it'll help down the line and, and you know, the, this rotation, can, it can withstand this a little bit. You know, you slide Clark Schmidt into the five spot, um, probably Herman in the four. They were kind of battling for that five spot. So I guess that opens up or I guess it closes that conversation. They'll both be in the rotation. Um, but otherwise, it, it hurts. I mean, Monta's already going down with Rodon now. It's starting it's starting to feel like a Yankees rotation where there's just guys shuffling in and out. But you know, this five right now I'm comfortable with. Um, but I'd love to see Montas and Rodon kind of solidify that and make it a better even better rotation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you both hit on things I really agree with. Um, on the one hand, you see the news about Rodan and your heart kind of drops because he was he was the big piece this offseason and I was even thinking about coming in just for that game from Jersey. I was coming in to see Rodon's first game. Obviously, uh, it's not going to be as soon as we thought it was going to be. But at the same time, the quotes coming out of um, his his first time meeting the media since the announcement of the injury were, for me, really encouraging. I think that is actually the right approach to take if you're Carlos Rodon and the Yankees because the whole reason you want him – is to get you over the hump in the postseason, right? So you have that, like, extra layer of depth in your starting pitching because you have Luis Severino, who I think is good enough to be a two. Nestor Cortez, also good enough to be a two. In bringing in Carlos Rodon, you're pushing those guys back and you're making your rotation that much deeper. Obviously, this pushes them forward again for the beginning of the season, and it's disappointing. But in terms of the future, unless we get that next update that says – like, he's going to be out for two months. He's going to be out for three months. He's exploring surgery. He, I mean, until we get that, I feel pretty okay about Carlos Rodon. I will say that there are some unfortunate consequences that come with moving Herman and Schmidt both into the rotation, especially given the now two injuries in the bullpen with Tommy Canley and Lou Trevino. That's two veteran pitchers who we were counting on. And as I'm sure will be mentioned many times throughout the course of the season, we traded Lucas Littke to Atlanta. So that's another veteran arm that we don't have. That makes the bullpen a little bit thin having someone like Schmidt, maybe if he was the, um, the guy who didn't win the starting job or even Herman having someone who has a little bit of experience pitching at the major league level would be helpful. Instead, I think we're going to have to go and, uh, and see what someone who's been spending most of their time in the minors can do unless we find someone off the scrap heap. How do you guys feel about the way this affects the bullpen?
1: It's definitely it, it's a major hit to the bullpen, too. Um, and I know on the test episode, which we keep referring back to and you guys will never hear, um, we mentioned the the lack of lefties in the bullpen and the overall lack of depth. So I think this is even more of a hit to this already decimated bullpen Um, we'll get to the Canley injury and Trevino injury, but it's, they're really just dropping like flies and it's season hasn't even started yet. It's, it's like a little bit concerning and I really hope it's not a, uh, like a foreshadowing of the season. Um, hopefully they get all their injuries out now, get the bug out now, and and hopefully we can look at a healthy 2023 season.
2: I'll tell you something. They better not make Michael King a starter. That's the one thing that would... That that would be a disaster. And we, we if you're looking at the rotation now, Herman's now locked in as number as the whatever, as like a four. And then you have Schmidt as a five. If you're if this is if you're right, if we're on March 30th, right, who knows what's gonna happen? I mean, thank God for Garrett Cole being the Iron Man he is. You can say what you will about him. And now that I just jinxed that, I'm sorry, Yankee fans, but <laughs> um we do need to get a couple more starters. i oh, yeah, knock on wood. I don't have any wood near me, but I'm not gonna knock I'm gonna knock on it. I'll knock on my head.
0: You're all knocked over.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um I don't I mean Davy Garcia, like <laughs> I don't know. Like <laughs> um we're gonna have to find somebody and the bullfin's tough, right? It's uh it's tough and uh, we're gonna need to make some moves. We don't really have people we can trade. I mean we do have people we can trade. We don't, we don't want people that are going to trade. I mean Donaldson's not gonna get you anybody really great. I mean Hicks, will he get will he get will you get you like a vend like what do you call it? A vending machine? Will he get you that? I don't know. Like I don't know. You know the other like,
0: thing. The other thing that, you know, no one's really talking about this yet, but Nestor Cortez was supposed to pitch in the World Baseball Classic. He didn't because of, I forget what the injury was. I want to say like thigh or some kind of leg injury, I think. um, Check me on that. Oh, and yeah. I don't believe he has pitched yet in spring training. So hopefully, not. hopefully Nestor will be good for that opening. Hamstring. Hamstring, right. So Nestor with a hamstring, he hasn't been ruled out for uh for the opening day series but he hasn't pitched in spring training yet so you do sort of do the mental math of like so if Nestor hypothetically can't go so we get Cole we get Sevi, I guess we get Herman, we get Clark and then who is that fifth guy I I really don't know scary
1: it's it is it, it really does concern me but hopefully it all works out um it's tends to um but you never know. I, I would like them to make a move. I know we'll get to it later in the episode, but I think it's. I mean, desperate times call for desperate measures, and Cashman, I think, has got to get a little bit creative here to kind of fill in these holes uh, for the opening day roster.
2: I did How- some uh, research onto this. I went to I went on to MLB the show because I, I I first I looked for a pl- I first I looked for the NBA trade machine like MLB trade machine. They don't have an NBA trade machine like they do. You know what I mean? Like NBA, NBA's trade machine is amazing. They don't have an MLB trade machine, which is really unfortunate. So as I've seen people do, I went to MLB the show and I went to 2023 or 2022 and I tried to make a roster move and I tried to make it Madison Bumgarner to the Yankees and they took him for Josh Donaldson right away, straight up. And it was shocking to me. And I said, if I'm Brian Cashman, like I do that deal right now. Now that now video games are video games (laughs) and I don't know Madison Bumgarner wants to be in New York. He's this country guy. He likes the ranches. Then again, New Jersey has some great country. Go out to PPAC. Glad he played
0: in san francisco for a long time man
2: i know but like he was a oh, exactly in san francisco yeah san francisco san is like crawling with homeless people new york is like better with that you know it's come to new yeah. york <laughs> i don't
0: know i don't know the homeless rate from new york to san francisco <laughs> i don't know if we can if we can claim that or maybe we can i don't know i'll, but, I'll do
2: research on this is
1: it, i mean it, would bumgarner yeah, well, really move the needle for you guys
0: he wouldn't move the needle for me. I think the problem with trading for Bumgarner probably is you're trading for an established starter who probably wouldn't want to go back to the bullpen. When we get healthy, what are we going to do with Madison Bumgarner if we trade for him? Because right. we're looking for like a spot starter and having someone who's veteran who started a few games would be great, but we're also not cutting Madison Bumgarner if we get him. So yeah. I'm not sure how that how that fits. No one wants to get rid of Josh Donaldson more than me, but... <laughs> I really I really don't know about that, even though I would love to see him in the starting uh rotation for that first week or so or however long we need to have that extra starter, uh, depending on the Nestor injury and the and the and the Carlos Rodon injury.
2: Yeah, let's not tell Madison Bumgarner that New York City has a lot of homeless people. Let's just keep that let's let's just keep the rates down. Let's keep the rates on the down low. Let's just like not... Do you have
0: do you have inside information that Madison Bumgarner hates homeless people? No, no, no. I have information that
2: he likes the country, you know?
0: Right, right. So you think the reason he doesn't like the city is just like the homeless?
2: No, no, no. I don't think he's the homeless people at all. I think he's a a friend of the homeless, I think. I think he just... uh... Yeah,
1: he seems like a friendly guy.
2: (laughs) He's a friendly guy. I think think he... Remember he got injured on his ranch, you know? Because yes you're doing yeah. something i think yeah. he likes the wide space so i think you go to jersey there's a lot of wide space oh you go you keep driving west you're gonna find stuff you're gonna find open space you know you're not not an angle not in Tanafly, but you're gonna find it in you're gonna find it out in uh out in like you know like Hunterton county um so
1: all right keep take well, we notice madison
0: for sure yeah there's, so, there's actually in
2: a town new called Valley. madison new jersey where he's a lot of open space so you know maybe oh, perfect
0: not. match so, made in heaven match made so heaven. then Real quick, if we're not trading for Madison Bumgarner, as lovely as that would be, uh, looking at who the Yankees have been pitching in spring training, really the only option I see as a possible spot starter would be Ryan Weber. He pitched a little bit for us last year. He has kind of a funky delivery. Uh, And if Nestor can't go, that would make our starting rotation for the first five games, assuming they don't do funky stuff because of the day off, which honestly they probably will do if we're in this situation, to try to get Cole uh, not four games off, but four days off. Um, I think on paper, though, the rotation would be Cole, Severino, who's always sort of an injury risk, Cole, Severino, Herman, Schmidt, Weber, or somebody comparable. Not a situation. Not there.
1: pretty. Uh,
0: so staying on pitching, but heading to the bullpen, let's go to – the injuries to Tommy Canely and Lou Trevino, no exact time frame for either of them, but Canely I think is going to be at least a month. Uh, he has bicep tendinitis. Trevino has an unspecified elbow injury. We traded for Lou Trevino mid-season last year. He was really effective. Uh, Tommy Canely, former Yankee, come home again. He was first traded for in 2017 as part of the uh, Robertson and Frazier deal, and he was really great for us in 2017. Really not in 2018. Some of that was injury stuff. Then really great again in 2019. Hurt for 2020. Hurt for 2021. Comes back with the Dodgers. Actually, the Dodgers had signed him for 2021 and 22, and he was really effective again for the Dodgers last year. We bring him home, and he's injured right out of the bat. Um, right off the bat, I should say. You got to get your baseball analogies right when you're the baseball mm-hmm. podcast. Um, so. How are we feeling about these two? Specifically Canley, I guess with his injury prone past. Where are we feeling about the signing about uh, what Canley season will look like?
1: Yeah, I was I was really looking forward to Tommy Canley rejoining this roster. I think he brings obviously a lot of energy and a lot of off the field stuff that I think his team could really benefit from, but more importantly, he he's a good arm out of the bullpen. Um and I think you know, he fit in pretty well in this bullpen and and whenever, uh, he was with the Yankees, but you know, that, that Trevino injury as well. I mean, he, he was very effective for the second part of the season. He even had some closing duties that he kind of took on and and did a great job. Um, you know, like I said, these injuries keep piling up and they're key, they're key parts. They're not like, you know, the blue chippers, but I mean, these role players that kind of fill in the gaps are really important and they keep dropping like this. It's, it's going to be, get really ugly. And we're going to have to, you know, I I mean, we're already probably going to have to what call up like Weisert and like Cordero, these guys that are, you know, they're unreliable. And I think Canley and Trevino would have been really, really big pieces and it's not, it doesn't seem like it's too long-term. So hopefully they'll be back. Um, But you know, it's, it's starting to pile up and it, it is worrisome.
0: The first thing I saw or the first thing I thought when I saw the injury to two bullpen guys is this is fantastic news for Albert Abreu. I think if you think the Yankees are not going to put Albert Abreu on the opening day roster with two right-handed relief pitchers hurt and Abreu with no options, you're out of your mind. They absolutely- Yeah, I kind
1: of already penciled him in. That's why I didn't even mention him. I I assumed he was going to make it anyway, and this solidifies it for sure.
0: Well- I think if you look at it, there was kind of a crunch where they would have to make some hard choices. Mm-hmm. And with this injury, I think Albert Abreu is absolutely on the opening day roster. Totally, totally, he's good. He was really, he was fine with us last season. We got him back.
2: Like we like yeah, Albert we Abreu. Do. We do. We he's like good. him. He's fine. He's fine. He's and fine.
0: we like him. He could
2: be great. He has, he has potential to have some great strikeout stuff.
0: What I would say is, and the wise fine.
2: was very concerning yesterday. By the way, that was really concerning.
0: Yeah, he not a don't good love that. In-
2: but it's get it awesome. out of the way. Get the kings yeah. out of the way. Right?
0: I don't put too much stock, especially in relievers in spring training, because relievers are already volatile in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, it's 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 very easy to be susceptible to a blow-up game, a blow-up inning. Um yeah. so I wouldn't worry too much about Johnny Loizica getting teed off on by the Israeli national team, <laughs> but <laughs> I uh I do think we are going to be seeing some of those lower tier relievers, the Weiserts of the world. No offense, Greg Weisert. Um, And Greg. (laughs) uh, That I think is, is another sort of concerning sign early on where this Yankees team is not going to be at full strength uh, on opening day against the giants. Oh, let's move on to position player injuries. Uh, Harrison Bader, who, Really kind of won over the fan base quickly last year in the playoffs. He was on a tear. He plays a really beautiful center field. Uh, Local kid from Bronxville, Horace Mann kid. Shout out, Horace Mann. All right. Harrison, Harrison Bader, unfortunately, on the IR with an oblique injury. I don't know about you guys, but... The words oblique injury scare me a little bit. They make me think of 2019 judge. These are also weird finicky injuries where they linger. I remember judge saying that he felt like he wasn't ever hundred percent after that oblique injury. Um, And even though he came back in 2019 played pretty effectively, it's hard to feel great with Harrison Bader, who I think was going to be a pretty important part of this team. Maybe not like a three hitter, four hitter, but somebody who we counted on in the bottom of the lineup to have productive at bats counted on for solid base running and really impressive defense. Harrison Bader starting the, uh, starting the season off on the IL is certainly not how I wanted to go into spring training. How do you guys feel?
1: Yeah, that at uh, the second you hear oblique, it's just like all the thoughts keep running through your head. You know, it's, two weeks and then it keeps gets pushed a month and then it's two months it's like like you said it lingers and within any sport i mean the second you hear oblique it's it's not good and it seems especially prevalent in baseball for whatever reason but um nevertheless i think probably yeah must be um but anyways i mean this outfield was already kind of in flux that left field was was up for grabs and you you felt good about center and right you know you put Bader in center you put Judge in right every day and and you kind of figure out left now it becomes even more of a, des- a disaster i mean Judge says he loves playing center and it seems like that's what they're going to pivot to but i mean that wear and tear of the daily center field duties does concern me and and you don't want a six-seven guy playing center and the best player in the world. You don't really want him uh like I said, putting that wear and tear on his body. So I don't know. It, it's a year really... one
0: of a nine-year contract with that much money exactly. on the line.
1: Exactly. It just it puts everything up kind of for grabs and it, it I don't know, that center and right. I felt good about that. And then we were like, all right, we'll figure out left, it'll it'll come and go. But now literally one small injury and everything's kind of, you know, everything's turned on its side.
2: I don't know what's up with the preseason or what spring training. I don't know what is going on with this. Like this is really concerning. And I think we're going to have to, we're going to have to talk about who's going to, who's going to take that role. Who's going to, who are we going to see in center on opening day? I think it's going to have to be judge. Cause I don't think you put Hicks there.
0: The other thing though, is like, so judge plays center. It really doesn't even help us because then. Who's who's playing right? Right. Like Stanton? The, no. They don't like they
2: don't want to Oswaldo. Him in the Oswaldo. Is yeah. Then, be, there you go. Yeah.
0: Is it gonna be Oswaldo and Hicks with Judge and oh, Center? God. That seems that seems suboptimal. Seems like sub-optimal. this is gonna
2: happen. <laughs> it seems like it's gonna happen.
0: But and then you have like your Calhouns, and we've seen them play Oswaldo in center a little bit. We've seen them play Ortega in center a little bit. We've seen somebody else who's who is an outfielder who's been hidden really well, who we'll mention later, uh, someone who's almost not from this planet, you could say. Um, but he's, he's still far away. It, it just, it feels like the Yankees are in May form when it comes to getting injured. And that's not what you want. Usually they get injured just as that, like, second month of the season is kicking in. Uh, several people don't play for the entire summer, and then they come back in September. Right now, everybody is getting hurt in March. And who knows, maybe that means they come back in July. I hope that it's not uh, a pattern that continues because, really, we don't have a lot more to spare. Luckily, I know Rizzo got scratched because his back was, like, cranky. Cranky, yeah. Unpleasant Aaron Boone quote right there, calling his back cranky.
2: Uh we're not gonna see him. The, we're we're gonna see DJ a lot this year at first base. Um I, I said this in the test episode. Did you that the, the row heat guys
0: should know the test episode was marvelous? It was it, it yeah. was like nine hours, and we made so many <laughs> bold predictions, and they're all gonna come true. But yeah. Ruber really did say he really did say he didn't trust Rizzo's back, and he's and he thought LeMayhu would be playing a lot of first base.
2: And I think LeMayhu is gonna be look, LeMayhu's our I don't even want to. I don't even want to say anything about injuries and Lemay. I don't. I'm just going to stop myself where I am, right? I think we all agree. Rizzo, if Rizzo plays 135 games this season, I, I hear me out. We have hit the jackpot because I am really concerned about this back, the the oblique with Bader. I feel like once he gets it under control, and that's a huge if, right? Because the judge thing and the judge quotes, and you know, we oblique in the Yankees don't always work out, you know. Um. Rizzo's just, oh my, it just kills you, right? All these injuries are just killing us, right? They're losing their old lineup. It's just brutal. Our only lefty power hitter, done. River, just just so
0: you know, Rizzo has played over 135 games in every season since he became a regular starter, besides last year.
2: Wow. Oh, yeah, because of the... Oh, yeah, because of August. Yeah, that he, was a bad month for him.
0: He's been he's been pretty consistently on the field. 160, 140, 160, 155, 157, 153, 146, 141. If he's not able to play, like, in the real hundreds, I think, I mean, I guess I agree with 135 as a good line because the Yankees don't like letting people play 150 yeah. games. But I think, really, you have to say, Rizzo should be able to play 130 games. He played 130
1: last year with... The Yankees curse, it seems like. I mean, you know, he's playing 150, 140, and then right when he gets to the Yankees, nope, 120, (laughs) whatever you said. It's it's honestly something. There's something to it. There's got to be.
2: The water. Yeah.
0: Well, well, so you touched on it before. Uh, The left field question has been a pretty hot one, and maybe... It's actually cooling off because of the Bader injury. How are we feeling about left field? I know Willie Calhoun, former 500 hitter, is not where he used to be. Rafael Ortega also cooled off a bit, but they're still in the picture. So is Oswaldo. What are we thinking for starting left fielder? Again, speaking in wants and speaking in predictions because they're often not the same thing.
2: I think Calhoun's being more and more possible because he can play first base. Um no, no, Hoover's I'm boy. No, I'm being serious too.
0: No, um, no, no. I I just like how your things sort of dovetail. Your left field prediction works into your Rizzo injury stuff.
2: I think that that if they the Yankees are thinking how I just thought, then it's Calhoun. Depending on what happened, There's two weeks left, um, Ortega can play center field if they if they want. If Judge says to the Yankees, when Bader's out, I want to be your center fielder. You're paying me this money. I will. I I. I think they'd rather have Judge in center field than Ortega. That's the other thing, you know. I think Ortega is yeah. good in center field. He's not a center fielder. He also can't hit lefties. That's a, that's a big thing. The Yankees, the Yankees don't always platoon, but they 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 keep that in mind. You know, they do. They'll platoon if it gets that bad. They platoon with Nick Swisher. Nick Swisher was a switch hitter, and right at the he end was of the his career, a switch hitter who was
0: who was really struggling from one side. At the I know,
2: of I know, but still, like it's just like they'll do it if they have to. Is what I'm saying. And I think when if the Yankees, they'd rather have a guy they can just throw in the lineup. I mean, Gardner would give them fits, you know, because he'd bat like two hundred versus lefties, and he'd get walks, and that would be his saving grace. Ortega gets walks too, so I don't, you know. There's there's all this there's all this uh outside stuff coming in, you know, we and just you don't want Gardner. Leave? What?
0: You just call Gardner. See if he has mean, one more one more I had, running?
2: A, I had a thought about that, but like, I mean. I'll take Guardio over both of them, but there's a lot of Guardi. There's a lot of Guardi haters out there. You know, there's a big I fan love, base.
0: I love Brett Gardner, and if they did it, I would, I would love it for all the people on Twitter who hate him, who would just lose their minds. I really, I really don't see it happening, but it would be hysterical. It would I be would hysterical.
2: cry tears of joy. <laughs> I what mean? Do you think?
1: So, I think this injury solidified as Waldo in the outfield. I don't know where left or right. I don't, not sure. I mean, he even played center. He played a good center. I saw. Um, So as Waldo and judge are going to be in in the outfield, don't know where that's up to them to figure out that last spot. I mean, it really just begs the question, like how long can we wait until Jason Dominguez? I mean, he, so he ended last season in double A, I think he only played like five games there. So it's, it's really, really premature, but I mean, the circumstances are, it's like almost begging you to put him in this lineup and it's not going to happen. I know, but that third outfield spot, I don't want Floreal. I don't want Hicks. Mm -hmm. And I mean, Ortega and Calhoun, it's like, these are guys you just randomly picked up and they're not really going to you know, move the needle for me. So I think if I gun to my head, I would probably say Calhoun, but I, it, you can tell from my voice, I'm not very confident in that. And I don't, I'm not excited about it.
0: So <laughs> um, you brought up uh, Florio, right? Do you guys think this opens up a path for him? Because we know the Yankees love not, having to dfa people they love it um even when it's staring them in the face they love finding ways not to dfa people they have not been committed to floral at any time but you know there's outfield spots opening up do you think he maybe even makes the roster just as a fourth outfield
1: it's possible i mean in spring training he has four stolen bases and i know it's spring training but i mean that that could serve a purpose but he's also batting I think one thirty six. He's like three for twenty two with ten strikeouts. I mean, that's not. He's really not gonna win over too many fans with those numbers. Um, I do like for some reason. I just I see potential in him, but every time you you step back and you look at the numbers or you look at his you know output, it's like it's non-existent and it's it hurts the team. So. I can see them giving him a, a one last shot but if you if you if you you know you said do you think that he could contribute I'd say probably not
2: I love his swing but I don't think he's going to they said that about Greg Bird too you know it's
0: tough you do you do have a habit of falling in love with the weirdest swings I don't <laughs> I I, I hey, 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 know, hey 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 I never pleasing. fell in love with Florio no, but you did fall in love with somebody else. Yeah, Joey do you like Gallo, Joey Gallo Joey swing? Gallo. Sure you're wearing, yeah, yeah. He will make
2: us pay down the line. That's a story for another day. All right. <laughs> I, His swing I'm... made me want to puke every time.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He
2: fixed we... it. He fixed it, like one camp owner would say. I
0: thought <laughs> <Like, laughs> if... that part out, too. <laughs> Loose show tonight. Um...
2: <laughs> I think it's good to laugh.
0: But... But here, here's a serious thing, right? So you mentioned Jason Dominguez, right? We have been hearing about him since like the moment we signed him. He he was like 16 years old, right? How old is he now? Like 19,
2: 20. Yeah, he
1: seems like he's so much older. 20, 20. He has
0: played like five games in Double A. He's not a Double A player. He's a Single A player who's about to play Double A for the first time. Because, like to be honest, I think there's no chance. As cool as it would be, there's no chance the Yankees bring him up to the majors, I think, this year at all, but certainly not opening day, right? Mm -hmm. I think a good situation would be he tears it up in double A and then he plays a sizable amount of time in triple A so that he can reasonably play in the majors next year. I think, best case scenario, knowing the Yankees, that's what we can hope for. But we lose Harrison Bader. We already have a question mark in the outfield with the Hicks, Oswaldo, Ortega, Calhoun, Loyal, IKF spot. Don't forget IKF, possible left fielder IKF. And Jason Dominguez, the future, right? Who do you think is leading the Yankees in home runs in spring training?
1: Jason Dominguez.
0: Jason Dominguez. Who do you think is leading the Yankees in RBIs in spring training? Jason
1: Dominguez.
0: Jason with two S's. Jason with two S's. Right? Who do you think is top... I would say top two in batting average, but top one of, of players who have had 20 or more at bats?
1: Jason.
0: It is uncanny. He is small sample size for sure, but he is yeah. playing a fantastic spring training and... It's kinda like he's he's trying to hold the front office's feet to the fire, and we know how disciplined they are about the way they do things, but he is he's making his case and he's not even he's not even striking out. He has three strikeouts and twenty one at bats. If you look at some of like the real MLB players, they're striking out at a higher rate. IKF, whose whole thing is contact, he doesn't strike out, four strikeouts in nineteen so I, at bats. So I I really think this isn't going to happen. But at the same time, if this spring training and all of the Jason Dominguez uh, clips that you see don't have you hyped up or at least buying the hype that the Yankee prospect machine has been trying to sell you, even though it's often way off and they're hyping you up about a Clint Frazier or a Greg Bird, maybe, or uh, 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 somebody, who, <laughs> a, Justice, a Justice Sheffield, like all that, these people. Yeah, who, Justice who Sheffield, be, yeah heard so much about and who haven't ultimately panned out it really does seem from the very small sample size that we've seen of his very first time playing with the big league club it seems like he's the real deal no so i
1: totally agree it's like every time these young guys get called up you kind of anticipate um them looking a little bit overmatched and everyone gets excited watches every at-bat and it just kind of a letdown but like every at-bat has been Absolutely, like intriguing, and he's attention grabbing, and he and he follows through with it. He he's a power hitter that can, he, I think he's betting like four thirty. He drives and runs, and he's he's exciting. Um, he's everything that this Yankee team needs. That center fills that center field, um, void as of now, and it's not going to happen. So we should probably stop getting our hopes up.
2: If Judge is hit by a bus tomorrow in Tampa Bay he will still not be called up he will still not be called up it'll be or it'll be an ortega season out there you know what i mean but seriously it it is uh it might not be wise to throw him up there i think next season he needs to be in the major leagues depending on what happens this season if it all goes well in double a he has to be there at age 21 he needs to be in the major leagues
0: but just but, to be clear i do think there's a world where he plays all season in double a he's great he plays all next season in triple a he's great and then he doesn't even start in the majors the next year that would kill me they wanna well, because they want to manipulate his service time so that they get enough of him that third year, the one after his double A AA and triple A year, and then they get the six years. I could a hundred percent see that happen, regardless geez. of. What, I hope oh, it doesn't happen. Me. but I can
2: see. It. Uh, unless we won, the, unless we win the World Series this year and we're on track to win it next year, you know, like
1: uh, it's painful. It just to like see so that funny. talent at your fingertips and you can't.
0: Well, would you be shocked by that if Jason Dominguez has two no. full years in the minors not and then a segment of another one? Not at Definitely all, not.
1: That's the cashman way.
0: He would. He would then be having be his cash. rookie season. He would have his rookie season at 22, right? Right. Yeah. And then we get him six years, uh, to 28, and then, yeah, I mean, you know,
2: but we it does make 21. sense. You know, we get him at 21. That's a whole other season of Jason.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think it like...
1: I just we've been hearing about him for so long that you just think that he's older and more mature but you're right. I mean, Jeremy Peña who the Astros called up, I think pretty early. He's like 25. Um, you know, Michael Harris of the Braves. Like these guys are all relatively you think of them as babies, but they're even old, much older
2: than Dominguez. So, not even I just Michael Harris. Vaughn Grissom though. Vaughn Grissom's 22. He was 21
0: last year when they called him up. Anybody the Braves call up, anybody right. the Braves call up, just like, they're like 19 years old, 20 years old, all of them, and they're just immediately setting the league on fire. It's infuriating. Michael Meanwhile, Harris is 22. We let, we let all of our prospects stay in the minors and just like cook until they're absolutely ready and then they come they come out and they're all overcooked. It's wild. It's wild. Um, it's sad, yeah. At the same time, As much as I would love to see Jason Dominguez sooner rather than later, I'm not calling for him to make the opening day roster. As cool as it would be, I do, I do understand there is a process. I just think, uh, I think it could be sooner. It could be sooner than we think, and it maybe should be sooner than they think. Yep, I think if
2: we were the GM, we'd see him. I think we we wouldn't see him this year. But I look if I don't want to cast injury spells, but if we don't have if we have two healthy outfielders on July twenty second, or that's maybe that's all star weekend on August third, why are we not calling Jason Dominguez up if he's batting three fifty in whatever league he's in? It's crazy. It's like it's oh, I really think to. they
0: trade for I think they trade for someone in that of direction.
2: Let me see like, Soto, I want to see when Soto came up.
0: So hypothetically if Soto that happens, was
2: nineteen years old when he made his debut, May twentieth, twenty eighteen. Nineteen years old in two hundred seventy four days. He was younger than Dominguez is now.
0: Yeah. Well, because next
2: year they won the World Series.
0: This isn't a system that all teams follow. This is a Yankees thing. The Yankees. But, but it's annoying problem. that
2: we don't learn from other. You know, people adapt. You know, you adapt. You watch other teams. You adapt. The Yankees don't seem to be adapting in that way, and I think there's a lot of frustration of the Twitter Yankee fandom right? You see a lot of this whole, like, you also see the rhinoceroses from the 70s, right? I mean, they're probably mourning Joe Pepitone right now. You know, they're probably like right <laughs> at the graves, like, you know, Joe Pepitone Oh, you know, like, and look rhinoceroses. <laughs> You know, like, I mean, look, it is sad Joe Pepitone died, right? I mean, like, good career as a Yankee. He <laughs> didn't keep him the whole time. Didn't win a World Series. Poor guy. But, like, you know so did Dom Attlee, didn't either. And mm-hmm. Brett Gardner. Oh, no, Brett Gardner got 2009. Never mind. Gardner oh, World 2009. 2009. I corrected myself. Uh, um, Greg Bird didn't.
0: Magic. <laughs> look, <laughs> like, it's sad.
2: You want to see these guys come up and play well right away, and to to like to think that Dominguez is going to be stuck in Somerset, New Jersey, the whole season. Once me, once you want to put a gun in your mouth and pull the trigger thirty times. But well,
0: best case, he goes to Scranton.
2: I mean, look, I mean it's beautiful.
0: Looked,
2: I mean, Per Michael Scott, Scranton's great, but like you know,
0: the Electric City,
2: the Electric City,
0: all of that because of the Electric City. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, think about how much merchandise the Yankees will be able to sell of The Martian. Just think about that from that marketing perspective. That is, you know, the judge. How many? I mean, Aaron Judge has probably made them fifty million dollars. More, definitely more. More. You know? The judge's chambers, for Christ's sake, right? Um, The Martian. I don't know what they could have. They could have the moon landing. I didn't like. Uh, that actually could be a little sexual. So you don't want to just say that. But you know, I'm like left. You know.
0: No, no, no. But like they could, they could make. The furthest section, the top so he mm-hmm. they should figure out where he hits most of his home runs and make if he hits more to right field or left field, make the top section in that uh, in that side of the ballpark. That's like the Martian zone. The stratosphere.
2: So. <laughs> like- and then
0: like the whole the whole edge of it is like rust colored and and uh, they have like alien stuff around it. Like then we just need one more outfielder who we can name something after and all of a sudden we have a theme park.
1: There it is. I think the Yankees marketing team should uh hire us as like consultants and we can really just yeah. hit this home.
0: They can have that one for free, but the well, next we one
2: the master baiter yeah, they mm. would love and we that. Can have the splash zone. Yeah, yeah, they would love that. <laughs> so, All right, so we have the splash so zone, the Martian have...
1: zone, and the judge's chamber
2: that fills yeah, up the yeah, whole outfield. Left center field with the exactly. splash zone, <laughs> so we just have a little full of water.
1: Perfect.
0: Yeah, no, that would
2: that I mean, would look, I mean, It's not PG friendly, but like you know, what
0: is? What is? Um, so, <laughs> moving on to the other. Wait, wait. Actually, before we move on, yeah. left field, right field, center field. What do we want to see? Assuming, as I think we can safely assume, the master will not be with us for opening day. What do we want to see in the outfield?
2: Me? Okay, I'll take it away. I'll go with honestly. Um, look, Judge. I want to see Judge in center. Then I want to see right field Cabrera. And I want to see left field. I want to see Ortega. Um, I like Willie Calhoun. I like him a lot. I don't trust his. Uh, I don't trust his glove. I don't think and I think we've seen a lot of Yankee baseball and I think defense we used to kind of forget about defense defense is so important and I think if you want to and then let's say Ortega really sucks against left let's say he's so bad against lefties he's 105 and he can't get walked then you figure out a, you, there's not a, there's there are not enough lefty starting pitchers in the league for us to really worry about this whole platoon thing and I think you throw in I don't know. He's always standing and left for a game here and there. I don't. The Yankees don't want. We don't Hicks out there, right? He, there's ways around this thing, and I think I love Calhoun. I hope he finds a way onto the roster. Or maybe, or maybe Calhoun just is a mirage. Maybe he's just one of these free trading guys. We can't like get too caught up in this thing. But like, if you asked me a week ago, I'd say Calhoun. Now I'm saying Ortega because defense, 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 and this guy's versatile. You can't put Calhoun in center, and that's it. There we go. That's my outfield.
1: All right. I want. I want judging right. I don't want him. Moving from that, I don't want the his body to break down because of this. I I want him to stay put and right. It it works. It's it, it has worked. He hit sixty home runs there. Um, I want. I think I want Oswaldo in center. I think he he can. He played there a couple times, right? Spring training, right?
0: Yeah, I don't know if he ever played there in a uh a game last year, but he has played there in spring training.
1: All right. So I want Oswaldo in center. I think he can do it. He's a really good athlete and he played it pretty much everyone on the field. And then in left, uh, I don't know. I, I don't think I want any of the, uh, any of the, um, the Ortega or Calhoun. I think you give Florial one more shot and it, it hurts, but I think that it, <laughs> like none of these options really excite me and I, there's really no right answer, but I think I definitely don't want hicks. I'm just running through all the options in my mind. Um, I think Floreal is the option that I'm gonna go with. So judge
0: no IKF in left. Brera,
1: no, he he can be uh in I don't even know, DF8 or something. Just anywhere off this team. Bye-bye.
0: All right. So so Jaco Jalvo, he wants IKF off the team and he wants Florial in left, but it hurts. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm going to kind of go between you guys. I think I agree with OJ. I want Judge in right. I, yeah. I love Judge, and it was fun to watch him play center. I think especially this year, his first year of the contract, you want him playing where he is supposed to be penciled in for the next nine years. If the way things shake out, we want to give Judge a day here or there in center, I'm fine with it. I don't want him playing center for a foreseeable future when Bader is out for weeks or maybe a month or however long he's out with that oblique. And especially when you're in this situation where you don't really have Hicks is not a center fielder anymore. As far as I'm concerned, I know we signed him as a center fielder. He's been miserable in the outfield for a few seasons. Now he's been miserable in sprint training. Uh, so he's, he's totally off my radar. They were playing Hicks in left field when judge was playing center field. So they don't see him as a center fielder either. Um, that leaves you with this weird combination of Ortega and Oswaldo. I'm going to put Oswaldo in left and Ortega in center. I didn't realize how much Ortega actually played center for the Cubs. It was a lot more than I thought the last two years for the Cubs. It was actually his primary position. Um, whereas with the angels and the Marlins and the Braves and some of his other stops, his primary was, uh, the corner outfield spots. Um, so that makes me feel a little better about him there. And Oswaldo is, he's just a baseball player. He he can play anywhere. He has played pretty much everywhere. But at the same time, I think I'd rather not slate him into center for the same thing with Judge, like a foreseeable future role when you have someone who's more experienced with that position. So I'm going to put it as Oswaldo, Ortega, and Judge in that order, left to or right.
1: Yeah, I I, th- I like that. I mean, you mentioned Hicks, and I don't know if that, that you guys saw that clip. I think you did. You sent it to me of just uh, absolute abomination again of a fly ball and left. It's like does this guy realize that he's fighting for a job? Like he he just watches the ball drop as if what you know he did that exactly. in the playoffs too.
0: Like he he's he's it lost must be in something a way that mental. I do you think it's so? It could be mental. Do you think he's like really lost a step? But he doesn't know he's lost a step. So he's still like he's he's running routes in the outfield like he thinks he has a speed he doesn't have because it's it's weird. And he had so many plays last year where he was just like he was losing the ball in the air. He was he was taking a weird. It's just like it's it's not really something you see where an outfielder forgets how to play the outfield because it's not just like he's not getting the balls. It's he's taking actively bad routes that are turning singles into triples and outs into singles. And yeah. it's oh, like, dude. what's happening? No,
1: it's really, it's hard to watch. And like the Yankees praise him for, you know, the walks and the on-base percentage. He's had 21 spring training at-bats. Guess how many walks? One. One? Zero. Zero. Wow. wow. Like, what Aaron. are we doing? What are we doing here?
0: Aaron, what are we doing here? Kyler
2: left has more walks, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. He doesn't get. He does get walks. He could get mace contact. He doesn't get on base, but he makes contact.
0: No, I was just I was just looking at at Kinderfelaf. I'm pretty sure he has two walks. Ooh, so. IKF has uh, four play, uh... stolen
1: bases. Sneaky. But All right.
0: IKF, play yourself into a bench role, or play yourself into being trade bait. Because this is my next thing. The other big spot that we have to talk about is still shortstop. Um, I still think. It's Oswald Peraza's job. They called him up last year. He acquitted himself really well. Over 300. Um, over 300 and uh, not a lot of at-bats, but he he seemed to be with it. Great glove, very fast. I think he's the way forward. But Anthony Volpe is, is not quite putting on the Jason Dominguez show, but he's, he's coming close. Um, and then there's also IKF. Oswaldo can also play shortstop, but I think especially with the needs in the outfield, that's not really on the radar. So, where are we feeling in the IKF versus Peraza versus Volpe battle?
2: Peraza, please, 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 let's not ruin a good thing. And if Peraza's not doing well and Volpe's batting 492 and in Scranton, send the man up. Or if is doing well and Volpe's doing well, bring them both up, you know? I don't think we could have any. There's a we need to have the most effective bats in the lineup on the 25 man roster as we have on our 40 man roster. We should not be wasting talent in Scranton or Trenton or, or not Trenton, Somerset, wherever they are, just because they're just because they're 21 or 22 or 23. We need to have the best team now, and the injuries are making it necessary. And if Connor Falefa and Donaldson are sucking, then get them out the team, please. Like, let's not let's there, there's a sunk cost for you economics nerds. This is some cost. These things wow. are some costs. It Donaldson, like Hicks, a,
0: some costs. You sound like a brutally honest Aaron Judge. We saw that quote where he's like, the best people should make the team. He obviously... I love that quote. Ship Josh Donaldson, IKF, and Hicks off. But, I mean, it does seem like there is a, uh, there's a distinction between the people who make uh, financial sense to make the roster and the people who maybe help the Yankees the best or the most. What do you think, OJ?
1: No, I tend to agree. I think, you know, it doesn't make for great podcasting, but I I agree with everything you guys were saying. Peraza seems to be the obvious choice. Um, he, he got some time with the team last year in the postseason. He really performed, uh, like, greater than even I expected. But, I mean, it is hard to keep your eyes off this Anthony Volpe. He's super, super exciting. Um, just a little bit premature, and especially in, in the eyes of Brian Cashman, I think it's going to take like a catastrophe of injuries and bad performance. And I don't even know what else, like a, a meteor or something to get these guys up. I just really want to see these kids play. And I don't want like Demar said to overcook them. I, I want them up when they're still fresh and they're still young. I I'm just sick of like the, potential and talking these guys up for years and years and years. And then by the time they're up, it's like a little bit underwhelming. So bottom line is I want to see Anthony Volpe, but as of now, I think Oswald Peraza is a starting shortstop opening day. Um, IKF, they've been throwing them all around second, third outfield. It's really, really bizarre, but I think that paired with like some of the quotes that's come out with him. I think he kind of sees the writing on the wall. There's not really a spot for him on this team. So, um, and, and I don't know what they can do with him, but it's like, is he going to be like a super utility? Like we have Oswaldo. There's really no spot for IKF. So, Peraza short and, and Volpe in the waiting wings behind him.
0: Yeah, I do think the IKF situation is sad because he is, by all accounts, a great guy. He has been a stand-up guy for this entire process where fans were not always so nice to him. The press was often really hard on him and he's taken it like a man. I respect IKF. I think he can contribute to a major league team in a way that's really productive. I don't know if it's the Yankees because of what you said. Um, Oswaldo Cabrera is sort of IKF plus, right? He's IKF Mm 2.0. He's got more pop. He's got more positions he can play and he's younger. So, are we gonna hold on to two of them? I think there's a possibility that we do if Oswaldo is shoved into being an everyday outfielder. I think that helps IKF's chances at making the Yankees opening day roster because, you know, if he's a if he's an outfielder and if DJ, I hope DJ's not a first baseman. I hope he's a third baseman. But if DJ's a first baseman and Oswaldo's an outfielder, then we do need a utility guy, right? But if that's not the case and things are a little more healthy than they appear to be right now, if Rizzo can play, if we figure something out where Oswaldo isn't needed every day in the outfield, which it looks like won't be the case. So grain of salt, but really I think whether we trade IKF or not is dependent on injury and also his value. His value is not very high right now, but we do need pitching as we said at the top of the show. So what we can get for him in the way of pitching and what our roster looks like in terms of injuries, I think is really what determines his, uh, his spot on this roster. It's not really him and that sucks for him. And he didn't ask for this. And and he's been put in a bad position in a lot of ways, literally a bad position. Cause he's not a shortstop, <laughs> but um, but I think it's just the reality of the situation, unfortunately. And I do agree about, I think it's Peraza's job, but the other thing is, I think if you give the job to Peraza, he's another highly-tatted prospect. He's not Jason Dominguez. He's not even Volpe, but it's a commitment. Yeah. You're not swapping him out if he struggles after two months. And I think that furthers the need for when Volpe is in AAA, get him reps at second, get him reps at third, because Riz- Josh Donaldson is on this team for one more year, right? And Lemayhew's on this team for four more years. So DJ can play a bunch of spots, okay? We'll find a place for DJ. When Josh Donaldson is not on this team, that means DJ is playing a lot of third, okay? If Rizzo's back is still acting up next year, that means DJ is playing a lot of first. So we need someone to play third. If Volpe can play third, that's huge. Similar thing if we, I hope we don't end up trading Glaber, I love Glaber, but if Glaber is no longer on the roster, Probably means DJ is playing second, unless we need DJ somewhere else. In which case, it would be great if Volpe could play second. The main thing is, if things pan out with Peraza, then it would be huge if Volpe could play another infield position.
2: Yeah, I agree. Well, I, I think we, I think it's it's gonna we're gonna see what happens the rest of the, these two weeks. There's gonna be a, I think Yankee fans have a lot to look forward to in spring training these next two weeks because it's been eventful and it's not really something you want to say. You want you don't want to say. You're looking forward to things because of injuries. But, of course, we are. Like, this is what happens in, it happens in all sports, right? You Guys are going to need to step up. Guys are going to need to, you know, guys are going to need to step up. And guys are going to need to uh, get cut. Because this is not going to be some, like, like you know, make it all. You know, this isn't like JV baseball in, like, seventh grade. This is, like, major league baseball. We're going to have a full rock. We're going to have 25 guys. And we're going to have people who are going to be, like, Florio's probably not on this roster. You know, things like that. You're going to say goodbye to guys. And we're going to – it's going to be tough. It's going to be a whole new – by August 30th, we're going to see a lot of guys that we won't... I I guarantee you, like, five or six guys we, we've known for a while won't be on our team. Maybe even Glaber Torres. You know, that's a hot take. But, like, you know, you really look at it from a... I'm just saying, like, you know, you, maybe one of the catchers, too. Maybe Higashioka. You you, you, it's going to be a long... It's going to be a long four or five months.
0: Well, if we get rid of Higgy, then who would be the backup catcher?
2: Connor Falefa. Kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I thought, kidding. I thought a, you
0: were going to say Ben Rortfit, and I was going to say who? No, I was going <laughs> to say Austin Wells, but... Yeah, rib injury though. He's he was part of the first wave of injuries: the Josh mm-hmm. Bro, Austin Wells, Frankie Montas, and uh, and Ben that crew.
2: How much can a rib injury? Like? Rib injuries aren't real.
0: I mean,
1: <laughs> it sounds right? very painful.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it actually, is, no, it's the most painful one. No, no, it yeah. really is. I've, I've known for, I, yeah, no, it is. I was just joking.
1: You can't even like breathe.
2: Yeah, no, it's it's the most painful one for all of those purposes. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> Austin Thoughts Wells, we wish Perry.
0: you the best of luck. Thoughts perfect Austin Wells and his very real rib injury. Uh, he was kind enough to throw me a like on Twitter a few months ago, so really shout brilliant. out,
2: shout out Austin Hopefully. Wells.
0: Hopefully, who do you think, hypothetically, who do you think is the first Yankee to follow our podcast on Twitter if we get such a achievement?
2: Juani <laughs> Peralta.
0: That would be a great one. That would be a great follow. <laughs> I feel I like that's too high.
1: Yeah, I don't know. What if That's we
2: make a an episode question. about Wandy? What if we just called it Wandy's Wanderers, and we just do a whole episode <laughs> on Wandy and go through his whole life?
0: We just make like essentially a uh, <laughs> a Wandy trap, trying to trying to get Wandy to notice us.
2: <laughs> Wandy Peralta is uh, the descendant of uh, Spanish royalty.
0: Do you think Wandy would listen to an English language podcast? I don't know.
2: I mean, I've never taken Spanish, but I could learn it for him.
0: Yeah, should we? Yeah, should we could we we translate Spanish for yeah. I, wandy, I mean
2: your subtitles
0: yeah we'll, we'll put we'll put that in the doc spanish podcast for wandy yeah, uh, won't add too spanish much work cards. yeah i think i'm trying to think who i think would follow us it it wouldn't I be feel like
1: clark to, schmidt maybe
0: i was gonna say michael king i feel like we mm. could get a michael king uh follow he just he seems nice it, i feel like he's on he's on social media a lot but i don't know i can't i can't recall anything i've seen specifically i just have a vibe from him.
2: Jose Trevino well, maybe.
0: I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Trevino because I was about to do what's going to be our last segment for this episode, I think, which I just thought of in the past 5 minutes. It's called name check and it's just like if there's anyone important who we haven't said anything about in the podcast, let's throw okay. them a bone right here. And the person I thought of who inspired the segment was Jose Trevino, starting catcher, platinum glove winner. We didn't say his name once until until Gruber just said it and I could see I could see Jose Trevino following us on Twitter. Um <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about Trevi, but I love him still. I think he's uh he's fine. I think I haven't seen a ton of uh of Trevi's spring training content, but I think it's because he's he's plugging away with singles. His uh He
2: had a big home run the other day. He had a big home run. Yeah, there we go, Trevi. He had a home run, seven RBIs. But he only has four hits, you're right. He only has four he
0: got seven RBIs. Uh he also he only has 15 at bats, I think. So oh, yeah. Uh, his average is looking fine. Two walks, his one OBP, strikeout. His OBP is looking pretty good. Um the guy was an all star last year, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Yeah, we love Trevi. Um, is there anyone else who we should have talked about? Someone in the bullpen, maybe, should we? Clay Holmes? How's Clay Holmes,
1: we didn't him? mention.
0: Yeah. How are we feeling uh, about Clay?
1: I As good as possible, I think. I mean, he's he's going to be the closer opening day, right? I mean, it, it's kind of a, a process of elimination. It kind of has to be him. Michael is playing really, so well. He is playing well?
0: He is playing well.
1: I haven't noticed. but Three that's innings,
2: good. no runs, five strikeouts.
1: Oof. We didn't mention staying too much. I think maybe once or twice.
0: Yeah, I think we threw Stanton out like he could play left, but right. like, we haven't actually talked about him. How has he been playing in, in spring training? I really haven't seen very much of him. No idea. Have we seen any Stanton in spring training?
2: I'm looking it up.
0: So in our... In our oh, wait, individual- wait, 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 wait. I got your average you here.
2: Him. He is three for 16, which is a 188 average, 438 OBP, um, or OPS with one double and uh, no, no walks, but six strikeouts.
0: You want to know uh, a hot take? Well, I like that from Stanton. I don't want Stanton hitting in spring training. Sure. Stanton, Stanton hits in spring training. He opens the season 0 for 18. Stanton doesn't hit in spring training. He hits a home run first game.
2: All right. I mean, Judge's spring training. Want to talk about Judge's spring training for a second, just to get excited? Judge, four, for, four for 13, one home run, three RBIs, 462 average, three walks, two strikeouts, 1,000, 1. 409 OPS. And it's such a big sample size, too.
1: Yeah, that's not too shabby.
0: He's he's gonna do it in the real season. I think <laughs> um, that force runs. So I, I love Aaron Judge, guys. I'm so I'm so glad we had... got <laughs> it. It would have sucked so much if Aaron <laughs> Judge got off to this start in Giants Spring Training. Oh my, oh my god. god. I thought he was I
2: thought he was going We all thought he was going there with John Haman, man. We all thought it.
0: Arson. And by the way, cross uh cross sport news here, Arson Rogers arson rogers is going to the jets wait what what wait not aaron arson arson rogers
2: reported by trey wingo
0: yeah 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 but not confirmed but you know just got someone yeah. arson. um and uh and yeah i feel like i feel like we hit everybody who's uh who's vital um and if we didn't we will hit them in the next episode for sure uh, Sure. I think that's going to do it for us on this first episode of Start Spreading the News. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find Gruber at jgruber12. You can find OJ at jcojalvo. Correct. And me at d underscore mart seven. You can follow the podcast at sstn, right? sstn. sstn pod. I got to get better at saying that quickly. at sstn pod. Uh, And we hope to see you in the next episode. Later.
2: Later.